You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to Collective Cafe To Go. This is the podcast version of the Collective Cafe. Now, the Collective Cafe happens every single weekday, Monday through Friday, from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in Alpha Collective's Discord server, discord.gg forward slash alpha collective. It is free. It always will be free. There are no strings. There is no bait and switch. If you like to listen live and even participate, come onto stage, comment in our back chat, you can do that. Whether you're on the treadmill, getting the kids ready for school, getting yourself ready for work, commuting into the big bad city, or maybe just even commuting from your bedroom into your home office. On Monday, we manifest. On Tuesday, we talk thought leadership. On Wednesday, we have guests take the stage, almost like an open mic. On Thursday, we do live book reads and discussions. And then on Friday, it's No Agenda Friday, where there is no agenda. Start your day off on the right foot, on the front foot with virtual coffee, with the Collective Cafe, where we mastermind, we manifest, we collaborate, we help one another at the business of Web3 or anything else that intersects, whether it's culture, collaboration, creativity, innovation, disruption. So give us a subscribe if you're listening on the podcast or come and attend one day. Remember, it is a safe, welcoming space and you will never, ever be put on the spot. This is the Collective Cafe to go. Well, good morning, good morning, GM, GM to all of you. Hope you are well. It is Friday, Friday, February 3rd. And it's time for the Collective Cafe No Agenda Friday. I literally have no agenda. I mean, normally I have a few things I want to talk about. I have absolutely nothing to talk about. So, Praxim, Bez, Tim, come on up and uh, and help me. Uh, what's on your mind? Um, we can we can talk about a few things. We can talk about our week. We can talk about what went right. We can talk about what went wrong. We can talk about what we learned. We could talk about what we'll do differently. We can talk about next week as well. Um, how was your week? Did you have a, a productive week? Was it a week where you kind of, if this was the last week of your life, not to be like too dark here, but if it was the last week of your life, did you do everything you needed to do? You know, did you did you try something new? Did you learn something new? Did you accomplish something new? Did you move something forward or... Was it just a rinse and repeat, a cut and paste, uh, the same as you know Groundhog Day all over again? Uh, these are, I would say, kind of common themes, threads that we'll always discuss on a Friday or anything else that is in the news. We've got the Super Bowl uh, coming up. I did see uh, that a crypto exchange pulled out um, of a Super Bowl ad that they were going to use, I believe, Jonah Bloom uh, acting as SBF and doing some kind of parody, etc. Uh, not only would that have been in, in poor taste, but it, 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 would have, it just would not have landed well. I mean, it was, at best, I would probably describe that as too soon, uh, but at worst, it would have just been an absolute debacle, just keep on setting us back you know even thinking about alpha collectives launch strategy now um, and talking to a journalist that's helping us write the the press release um you know he was saying stay away from negative 
you know, stay away from negative. Focus on the positive. The negative is to say, hey, don't equate this with SBF and FTX. The positive is talking about community capitalism. We is greater than me. Uh, the ability to think about shared values, shared ownership, shared rewards. So uh, I'm, I'm glad that's not happening. Um, and uh, yeah, period. I mean, we, we, we're, we're one year... We're, you know, one year ago, we were seeing Larry David and, uh, you know, who else was it? Um, LeBron and all of these celebrities, Tom Brady, uh, et cetera, et cetera, hawking, Kim Kardashian hawking uh, crypto and, you know, acting as influencers. And that didn't work out well at all. But anyway, uh, Praxim, thank you for rescuing me. Um, how are you? How was your week? Uh, how does it feel with Collective Cafe back in session um, I did reach out, by the way, haven't heard anything yet, uh, but I have reached out to, not to David Marquette directly, but someone who, who represents him, uh, to see if he would uh, consider coming on the show and uh, mentioning that we're, uh, we're going to use, we're going to, you know, we're going to focus on his book in February. Um, so uh, that, those are my initial thoughts, uh, but over to you, Praxim. Well, good morning. <clears throat> I uh, actually ordered a copy because I can't find mine. So mine, mine's on the way. I'm not sure how long it'll take, at least a week. So uh, that is turn the ship around. I found a hardcover for like $5 on the used book market. It, yeah. uh, I think I'm going to order it, it as a, well. What was that? I think I'm going to order it as well. Yes. Yeah, so I February might be, I don't know. At least the second half of February. The January, I don't know about you, but seems to, for a variety of reasons, just have flown by this year uh, faster than other years. I know. Why do you think that is the case? It's hard to believe January is done. Like, like it's almost like we're eleven months away from uh, you know from the new year. <laughs> like, I almost feel like like I almost feel like when it, when is it Thanksgiving? It's like what the hell is happening? the mind time is the one of the most complicated concepts that we put around ourselves and i'm not even talking about hours and days it's just the passage of time and our perception of it is a very complex concept yeah it totally is i mean you know you know it, it you know indeed it is and um I mean, everything's about time. If I've learned anything now, it's about time, right? It's about, uh, it's, there's never enough time. I mean, I was talking to uh, some very, very good friends and, uh, you know, who, who have both of them, you know, husband and wife have their, both their parents. And, uh, you know, I, I don't, you know, it's, it's a weird thing. Like almost part of me thinks I shouldn't even be mentioning this to them, but part of me just needs to talk about it and wants to talk about it. And I said, look, let me tell you, um, there'll never be enough time. You'll never have spoken to them enough. You'll never have said enough to them. You'll never, it will never be enough. So if you can actually kind of come to terms with that, you will be in a better place. Um, the things you could have said, would have said, and the things that you try and say are actually kind of meaningless. You know, did I tell you that? You know, or we're going to be okay, or you're going, like, all that stuff seems like so ceremonial. Like at the end of the day, you know, because the flip side of it is that I said, if you actually spent every single waking hour of your life now with your parents, you would get so irritated with each other, you know? And it's like sometimes, like I've actually found even meaning in the fact that my last text exchange with my mom was about what hotel I was going to stay at in Cape Town that I'd found a good deal on Marriott and whatever. And, you know, and we I mean, definitely have a social uh, nature about talking about the steps we go through, be it ta how long it's going to take, where we're going to stay. Um, but I, what I will say is that when you have a uh, neurodivergent thinker, sometimes you have to say the things. And I don't mean this by, you know, someone that is or isn't uh, potentially neurodivergent, but everybody has to be told at least once that they're loved because making sure that the emotion comes through is 
you're just never sure. So if it's love or care, it is worth repeating. So I have a, one of my kids is, uh, you know, probably neurodivergent and she, unless she's told certain things, she doesn't always process emotions and expression. And therefore it is worth saying the words out loud. I, I really, really love that. And, um, and I think it's almost like this idea of we need to, we need to kind of like create two different buckets, right? The first bucket are, the first bucket are all the things that you should have said that you never said or that you would regret if you didn't say. And then the other bucket is all the things that is everything else, I guess. So it's like, the things that if you didn't say, I love you, if you didn't say, I'm proud of you, if, you, if there were things that you withheld. I mean, the story is, I still don't remember whether this came, whether I read this or whether someone told it to me in the Collective Cafe. It could have even been yesterday, but like everything is, I'm absolutely in a time warp blur at the moment, time, space, distance, everything. Um, but it's about this, um, I think it was in the house and someone said it, it could have been just a friend, it could have been a rabbi, it could have been someone. But it's about a story of someone who, whose parent never said that they were proud of them until they passed. And then suddenly they heard from all these people about how proud that person was of them. That, what, what a tragedy. You know, what a tragedy that the parent, while they were alive, never said those words to their child. And... Uh, and they had to find out about it after the fact. So, well, very true. And the I think it's worth repeating too. Hopefully, they said it at least once. But um, I've seen <clears throat> all people, young and, and old. I don't remember you saying that, or you didn't say that. So, making sure you repeat it is important. So, I, I don't know how many times I've wanted to communicate something, and it was is a fleeting thought in my mind. And it didn't actually pass through my vocal cords. <laughs> well, well, okay, so you're bringing up something else that, that's super interesting, which is the power of thought, you know, and, and, and I think what you're saying is thinking it is not good enough, clearly. You know, you have to say it. Um, I did, by the way, find out while I was in South Africa, I heard that, um, that I think researchers at, I don't know, let's just say MIT, it might not be, but let's just say it's MIT, have come up with a device for um, for people that are um, blind. I think it's blind, um, or or is it or can't speak. Um, it's it's it, it, it's. I'm trying to w- work out which one this makes sense for. It'd probably be people who can't speak, where if they think of a song, don't like. I got to go research this. Um, where if they think of a song, this device will find the song and play the song. Fascinating. So they've actually so so the 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 commentary on this was this actually shows you the power of thought. That thoughts aren't just meaningless or invisible or or powerless. If a thought can actually in a thought wave and the energy from thinking can actually be interpreted, translated into something outward or outwardly, um, well, that just shows you the power of thought. But, but in this case, you're right. Thinking it isn't good enough. Now, you know, I, I came up with a very simple, you know, uh, acronym called RFID, not to stand for radio frequency something, whatever. Identifier. Yeah, yeah. But, but I actually use RFID as a, as a, a rubric for thinking about in, in kind of dot-com web 1.0 digital to think about, um, to actually think about how to measure engagement and impact on a website. So it stands for recency, frequency, interactivity, and duration. So it could be for an e-commerce site. It could be just for your own website. So you know, when last did they come recency? How often do they come frequency? What do they do when they're there? Interactivity, their click stream, click path, um, actions and duration. How much time do they spend? And it also is the little caveat there is the time they spend has to be quality time because, you know, what you don't want is someone that spends an hour there because they're frustrated because they can't find anything. 
Um, so the, the assumption there is that it's quality time. Um, I think RFID can stay, I think RFID can work really well for what we're discussing. Uh, recency, when last did they tell you that they loved you or did you tell them that you loved them and that you were proud of them? You know, frequency, how often do you say it? Um, interactivity in this particular case would be uh, the nature and the quality of the conversation, right? Is it just a simple text? Is it, you know, is it, um, you know, is it, um, you know, the, the context, I guess you would call it, and duration is how much time do you spend? You know, so like obviously, you know, in it could be just as effective to just send send someone a weekly text, I love you, a weekly, you know, a weekly email, a weekly I am, a, a weekly DM, I'm proud of you. That's fine. It might be enough. Uh, and then there can yeah. be more as well. So I think RFID works for relationships and certainly for these bonds as well. Well, I, you know, and then there's the nostalgia part of uh, maybe it's a handwritten post-it or postcard or letter. Like how many times do we attribute um, greater intent when it's uh, something like that, like a handwritten letter? Yeah, I mean, it's... well. I think all we want to know, ironically, we're talking about time, that you took the time, right? So this phrase, this phrase, you took the time. You took the time to think about me. You took the time uh, to send out a note. You took the time to personalize it. Um, you took the time to handwrite. It's, and, and often these things are, it goes back to that, that you know, that, adage that or you know what i was once told from my one of my first bosses which is um the smallest things or the cheapest things are the most valuable things you know the the handwritten note doesn't cost nothing takes almost no time but means the world mm -hmm. uh, this is what gets the attention of people people you know i i'm really pushing back on this whole idea of it's you know like i actually have um the author of the attention economy coming on the show when we discussed it here in the Collective Cafe a few weeks ago. Um, so he's going to be on the show. He's booking. I've, I've got to just just note to self to check in with him. But he's going to be uh, coming in uh, towards the end of February. Um, but but this attention economy, which, I be, which of course I accept, is to me it's the base. It's the foundation. Um, but we're still not looking at it right we're still looking at it in terms of impressions and views and retweets. You know, we're still looking at it in terms of quantity and tonnage. To get someone's attention and keep their attention, for me, is about relevance and, and context and meaning. And, um, and that's what's still missing. That's what's still oh, missing. I agree. I recently, I think I mentioned this to Bez when you were out is that I watched many hours of Mr. Beast talking about his methodology on what engagement means in the YouTube realm, right? And yes, he's got the metrics to lean back on, <clears throat> but the, what's under, the underpinning component is engagement. What does it take for somebody to be engaged? What are... what what? I mean, they'll spend hours talking about a thumbnail because the thumbnail is the initial engagement. They talk uh, for hours about the editing because I didn't know this, but Mr. Beast's video or while they're planned, they shoot just a lot of footage and then edit it down to the uh, end product, much like a reality TV uh, series, right? Where there's a lot of footage and they're not quite sure while there's a, an art story arc they're not quite sure what footage will best tell the story until they get to editing it. And so th there's this interesting concept to what you're talking about is what, to what does that engagement look like? Now, obviously YouTube makes up a very large portion of the market because a of how much content there is, how, how big these communities have grown. Um, and then obviously they have figured out virality as a formulaic method, even if it's just a small group of people, that they can do it over and over again, right? And the vir virality to me is a, it's a proxy for engagement. 
because people do want to watch it and they do want to share it and they want other people to watch it so they can have their water cooler moments to talk about the viral thing. I was also thinking that it, it really does work two ways, which is, you know, we have to be comfortable being in small rooms uh, as a listener and an audience member, just as much as the person talking has to be comfortable speaking in a small room. Um, if you want to subscribe to quality, you know, and I, I still use this analogy, which is if all of us right now were in a coffee shop, we'd be sitting at one table. How many people can sit at one table at one time and hear each other and talk and be able to listen without noise and distraction and not be drowned out or drown out others? I mean, the reality is a handful, maybe two handfuls, but not more than yeah, 10. I, well, so uh, I, I'll, I'll give you two, num two numbers. It's either six to eight at the small end. If you actually have the formality of something like a listening circle where there's a, a talking token being passed around, right, uh, indicator, then you could probably get up to a dozen. But all, all the studies have shown that it's, it's at maximum a dozen if you have a... <clears throat> very nice way to pass the token to engage. So, okay, so that, that is there a sec, when you say two numbers, you, you meant the six to eight or your two numbers? Six to eight is the, we, our brains are, 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 and ears and engagement can show us where the pause comes. And as long as the speaker will actually give a pause, have a place to exchange the virtual token, so to speak. And then right. you, Who, who's next? And then you have the you know the magic number of one fifty, after which everything just you know begins to it falls suck. apart. Right. Yes, it, it has to be one way, right? That's the uh, but twelve. I I was recently introduced to a thing called the listening circle, which has uh, indigenous ties to you know truly listening and talking about complex problems in a in a small community, and it's twelve. But they have to have a method for a physical token on who's next to speak and share and have the floor. It's almost like at a, at a conference where you pass the microphone. Who's got the microphone, right? You know, I've got, um, I was looking at books yesterday on my bookshelf and the one book that caught my eye, and I don't even remember when it was, is called The Art of Conversation. And I might just bring that book into, into our circle. And I don't know, I'm just intrigued by it. Uh, I mean, I'm intrigued to see, um, you know, to, to, maybe we'll read it and see. Maybe that will be our March book. Um, I, I think that's uh, an amazing plan. I mentioned to Bez, uh, again, recently when we had a, uh, the Paul and Bez show, as I was joking about, uh, Bez was probably chuckling in the background if he heard that. But he that we're not trained to give and take feedback. So that's a group of two. I, you and I, if we're in, in any sort of a hierarchical relationship, you're my manager or we're peers to give and take feedback. We're not trained on how to do it. We've no one's taught us the art of that communication pair. And this sounds very similar to that is part of it is we can naturally evolve to be and learn these unspoken parts but it's almost easier if you're taught that i remember being early on in my career and took a class on time management and it was the will the franklin covey system i don't know if you've known that but it's, it's very popular i'm like why don't we teach a simplified method of this to kids in school right for time management right we put all these demands of time of their time on them do homework uh book reports are due by this time, et cetera, but we don't give them time management skills, right? It's, it's, it's a funny thing that the basics, um, this goes back to Bez's other book, which is everything I needed to know I learned in kindergarten, right? You're communicating all the basics, but sometimes we just skip past key things when the topic gets more complex to act, educate in a formal manner, like today we're going to actually help you learn uh, how to be a giver and a receiver of feedback. Again, massive things that we organically learn 
But if we label it and spend time on it, I think it, it would help people in all sorts of places. Familial interactions, social interactions, the Joseph Jaffe show. <laughs> I, I'm just, you know, I just can't get over the fact that you and Bez are planning this uh, coup, uh, this breakaway to start the Bez and Paul show. Very, very, very disappointing to hear. After, after all this, you're going to leave me and start your own show. <laughs> uh, I think we just enjoyed the uh, practice time to uh, spread our wings. Not, not that Bez needs any, but to spread our wings and uh, have well, a, a dialogue. Can, you, I, I, actually, funny that you say that. Um, I think this is a big part of, of what my vision is for this, um, what you would call practice time. Um, that I want people to get so comfortable in the collective cafe that you're able to make that move in that transition for real. You know, that, um, you know, the, it comes down to the concept of super bosses. What am I trying to create? Am I trying to create followers? Am I trying to build a cult? Am I, you know, no, I'm trying to create other leaders. In fact, in fact, I'm not trying, and, and yet I'm not trying to do any of that. You know, uh, as I've said multiple times this week, either in the cafe or in meetings, I'm not, I don't need to be the smartest person in the room anymore. And, and I'll give you some context for that statement because it doesn't mean I ever was the smartest person in the room or even that I thought I was, but it was the insecurity you know, of having to prove myself. Um, in some cases, I have been the smartest person in the room. Um, sometimes I was hired to be the smartest person in the room. But it was more of just wanting to always prove myself. And, you know, with Alpha Collective, my goal is not to be the dominant voice, the, you know, the big personality paradox. I don't need to be the big personality. I need to create a community with a thousand members who are all big personalities and and 52 alpha talk speakers that are all big personalities and all people that can that can actually grow into that and still live the paradox which is which is grow into it without feeling the pressure or the urge to prove themselves and that's the that's what happens when you create a self well a safe welcoming environment it's very liberating you know to not have to by the way you know the more and more i think about it and i've just been like noodling on this concept this whole twitter thing to me is unsustainable you know this whole twitter spaces thing it's it's not healthy it's not productive you know it's just more of the same big mouths and big voices and you know, and, and, you know, it's Clubhouse 2.0 on one level, but on the other, it's just, it's not real and it's not sustainable. Forget about, I, for me, I was going to say, forget about what happens to the algorithm and everyone taking their accounts private now and whatever, but it's just, it's just this, it just doesn't feel like we are feeding our soul. We are feeding, it doesn't feel like nourishing. It doesn't feel like healthy food. It feels like fast food, I guess, is a different way to say it. That's a, that's a good analogy. I, the clubhouse uh, model, to me, was always a uh, pirate radio at its best, right? You have these small channels that you could potentially find uh, a point of interest, but it, it never resonated with me in the at a certain point. Like, if there's, there's a thousand people, it becomes a, just a presentation, um, but it, it's lacking the tools to gather people and for for a reason. And I think Twitter's going to end up the same way. It'll be a channel. It'll get used. Um, and I think a few people find a home there. Um, but it doesn't address the small, what do we call it? What did I name it? It's under, it's under eight people. Uh, it doesn't have the mechanisms for when you need all the green room and logistics to bring people up in a controlled fashion that even radio talk shows have figured out, right? The pre-screening. Uh, but once in a while, I have seen it be useful for the one or few people need to address a very large audience. And it is an interesting dynamic way to do it. But uh, 
again. I just didn't think it's going to get lost in the myriad of other ways to have a communications channel to someone. And, and look, when we go back to 150, you know, the Twitter spaces. So I've got, I've got Mario, I've got Mario Norfolk on next week. I've said like, you know, I was joking, strike two, because he's canceled twice now. Um, I don't, you know, my policy, by the way, with that is, is it's not first time you cancel is fine. It's totally fine. Second time you cancel, it's like, okay, it's the second time, you know, but now the onus shifts to you. So so I just sent a note to his team and I just said, fine, but please do not cancel a third time. If if there is a third cancellation at that point, I'm out. You know, just because it's like, it's just not, it's not fair and it's not respectful. But it is like a three strikes, you're out. But it's not, I mean, you really, 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 almost no person should ever get there, ever. And, and, and when I say the owner shifts, listen, if I mess up, then I will demonstrate my remorse, my regret, and, and I will, whatever it takes. You can see if someone genuinely, genuinely you know, once another, and in which case you get a fourth strike and a fifth and a sixth and a seventh and an eighth and a ninth because we're human beings. But, but you know, Mario's rooms where there are sometimes, I don't know, I don't know what his biggest room was, probably 20, 30, 40,000 people on Twitter. I, I think the question is, what is, this the, what is this the equivalent of? What is it the equivalent of? Is it serious? Is it... Um, talk radio is it tell you know what is it um or is it just a very efficient mechanism to deliver one to many or few to many in an audio format across borders boundaries in a cost-effective manner that's that's really what it is i mean that's what it is it's the latter for sure it's the it's the town crier but your town is a global or village crier right but your village is like you said cross Cross borders. Yeah. So it's, there, it's, there's no bounds of a physical locality. It's not a big whoop here. I mean, it's not like a massive innovation. It's like, uh, you know, it's like IRC chat from 30 years ago, um, but just with a little bit more bandwidth. And, uh, <laughs> and that's all, you know. Um, that, that you, it's funny you mentioned that because I actually brought that up to somebody is that the technology went through a, and this is a very nerdy term the port 80 ification of all these methods. I don't know. I'll, I'll explain a little bit. So prior to everything being on the web, there was a text equivalent, IRC, Gopher instead of HTML. Uh, the list goes on, right? Sec- secure methods to communicate like uh, Telnet and SSH. Well, those are all text-based methods with no graphics around them. All of the... Uh, modern communications channels, they, uh, they're the web equivalents of all those old technologies. So there's almost a invention method that if you believe something needs to be, uh, air quote, invented right now, you go see if the text version hasn't been turned into a port 80 version, which is the web version. And so IRC to uh, both... Uh, the different rooms technologies, and it doesn't matter if it's LinkedIn or Twitter or even Discord, right? It's These are the modern version of all those old text things with maybe some new bells and whistles attached to them. But, but, by the way, I'm just writing in the back chat, uh, your first fight, is it the, uh, the Bez and Paul show or the Paul and Bez show? So, you know, Alphabetical, Be- Bez has seniority here. The the band may break up before it's even begun. Uh, my goal is to sow the seeds of uh, of discontent. Uh, but Bez said uh, you are actually practicing a super boss characteristic. Uh, I I hope so. I hope so. Also, just to let people know that uh, totally just forgot about the uh, the POAP today. So what I'm going to do is as soon as we're done at nine a.m., I'm going to create the POAP. And let's just say the POAP will be live today um, by 9.30 a.m. Um, so if you're, you know, the show should be live 
this show should be live. Of course, now I'm realizing people won't actually even hear the show if they are listening to immediate immediately. So listen, if you're listening to the show, you're not going to get the poem. Sorry, um, but we're, but for people that are here today, the poem will be live at 9:30 a.m. from 9:30 a.m. to 9:45 a.m. Um, and I actually floated, and then I'm actually going to turn it over to everyone else on stage. I floated this idea that maybe what we would do is we would say, you know, collect, let's say I'm making up a number, 30 POAPs, and be able to exchange that those 30 POAPs for a show, meaning you could come on as my guest and be my very important guest. You can co-host an episode of the show with me, and potentially we work on the guest together. Um, that's another option. Um, or I could potentially produce an entire show for you where I'm just in the background doing your banners and, and stuff like that. So it might not be 30, it might be 60, it might be 100, it might be you know something smaller. Um, but that's one idea. I also love the idea of anyone coming up with a POAP in, let's say, South by Southwest, and they show me the POAP in their wallet, and I say, I'm going to buy you a beer. I love the buy, buy me a beer POAP. So... Uh, I'm going to definitely start to implement some rewards, surprises uh, for people that are collecting these poops. Bravo. I, I, poops are a very interesting uh, thing that I think will get more and more sticky uh, and be used a lot across more places. It uh, truly is a low friction way to have that uh, presence at a certain point, right? Yeah, I'm going to actually start to play around with that a lot. Um, but Shadows Pub and um, and Bez, you're on stage. It's No Agenda Friday. Uh, what's on your mind? Well, um, the POAP, I'll tell you this. Even yesterday, after nine, I was off and running. So um, my two cents, if you do the POAP while we're in the room, then... You've got me after that. It's really, really hard, you know, because I, I totally forgot, even though you said, hey, it's going to be available on 9 to 9.15. So just, that's just my two cents, you know what I mean? Sure. Um, I mean, I mean, he, he has another idea, an easy one too, which is, which is the two, for example, today's POAP, and just uh, hello as well to jerseyking.com. Uh, um, Brissy, um, another idea might be that today's POAP would be available on Monday at nine, uh, at eight, right? Okay. And, Monday, and Monday's becomes yeah. available on Tuesday. And so what we do is we kick it off. And remember, you know, that little two minute interlude where I play, you know, this one. Welcome to Collective Cafe to go. This Yes, that's not me live every day reading it. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I know. But, but that might become the, the, a good way to actually then, you know, that's for some people, including me, if I want to play along, uh, being able to actually get the, the POAP uh, punched out. So I like that idea. And, um, you know, what I'm trying to do as well is I don't want to distract or detract from the actual conversation. Um, I don't want people to be anxious and they're listening, they're on the POAP. But I do actually agree with you that that the POAP should be um, in the show. I, I think you're absolutely right there. I like the idea of doing it always one day in advance, perhaps, um, so that um, – so that. But, but then again, why not just do it live, right? So Yeah, yeah because I, I, um, I probably missed two already because – um, some, something like that. But, you know, I, I was like, okay, but you know, you don't think about it. You're off and running and, um, and it's out of sight, out of mind. And like, there was one that, yeah. So anyways, um, but Hey, I wanted to, to, to say, um, that <clears throat> I know all joking aside, um, you know, the Bez and Paul show or the Paul and Bez show, but you, you have, um, some of the things as we go down this journey of the super bosses and you've graciously reaching out and getting a Sidney Finkelstein uh, to um, get on your show, inviting me uh, to be part of that journey. 
and then also bringing him yesterday. What what I see you doing, Joseph, is you're actually practicing some of the tenets of a super boss. You know, uh, you're creating a, a, a safe space. You're empowering the team members. You know, you're you're you know, as we joke around, I actually see that you know from you're even celebrating the um the future or the potential future right and i could see easily see that you know if whatever happens in the future that um great great partnerships and extension of each other's networks will be activated so um no you're you're doing exactly what um you know uh a couple of the tenants of uh super bosses so so keep on man it's it's really awesome to be in this space i think as we go down this journey and as you share um more people will want to be in this space because it is different than other spaces yeah and in what you're talking about these large rooms what is it at, at a certain stage you know how does it serve us um you know and i'm like paul you know it's um you know we've got other things to do in the day and yeah, and during the pandemic, we slowed down a bit, but, um, you know, you know, to, to sit in some of these rooms, uh, just to, to, like you said, what is it? You know, I, I, I do appreciate them sometimes as a filler, as I'm doing work, you know, instead of putting on the radio, I put some of them on, maybe I'll learn something, but, um, I love the small environment. Uh, I'm picking up a lot of learnings from, uh, just, you know, small groups because it's more of a mastermind. I, I agree. And I think, you know, if someone was to just put this on, like, for example, and, and you know, like Christopher is 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 most likely in, list, in, in, not most likely, is in listening mode right now. This can be background or music. This can be absolutely in the background while he's doing whatever he needs to do in the morning. But he's choosing to spend his time, going back to the word time, here. There's so many times that I've um, put on a, a Twitter space or Clubhouse room because, because I, you know, it's quiet. It's too quiet. It's too lonely. I want, some, I want some, you know, almost feel like other people are here. And I just, within 30 seconds, I'm out because it's just, I can't, I can't, you know, hold on to something. You know, when something's like moving, you try, I, I can't grab on anything. Like whatever it is, it's sand, it's water, it's going right through my hands. There's nothing, there's nothing meaty there. There's no meat. Um, there's, there's, there's nothing that feels compelling to stick around. And, and I would hope and aspire that anyone dropping into this would say, oh, this is an interesting conversation. Let me keep it on. Um, so, so that's, you know, that's one way to think about it. But I, you know, and the business side of it is, with the exception of the people that are here today, you know, and everyone that's been here during these formative months. Um, but when when we officially launch Alpha Collective, you know, not if, but when, you know, I might be 92 years old, but still when, um, this option will not be available for non-members. That, that is one division. That is a piece of the formality and the framework. Um, it will be available for barristers. Um, none of you will need to join officially. There'll be significant other members for, I mean, other benefits for members, like for Bruce. Um, and, you know, and the beauty of it is, you know, Bruce, who is one of the earliest people in, um, you know, my goal is to, is hopefully all of the value he got from day one till, till now, that's just value add. Um, but still, day one has not even happened yet. We still are not even at day one. Um, but from day one to day 365, we will be there. We will get there. But but this opportunity, the opportunity to get on stage, become more comfortable, become a leader, um, this this can't be available to everyone. If you think about it just even practically, it, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work if there are 200 people or 500 people. This has to be... Um, a benefit to few. The reason why it's available to to a barrister is because anyone who has the role of barrister was here early enough. Their loyalty, their engagement, you know, their participation uh, is immense. Uh, and of course, you, 
you know, as a Bez, you've taken the the reins so many times. Um, so I, I love that but idea. The, but the thing is, is that you allowed that, right? It's like, you. I don't think you know how um, important that is for a community to thrive because you are right. Uh, once you start to expand, um, it's just like uh, if you ever see the, uh, a, a mega church. A mega church uh, um, goes through a lot of aches and pains as they grow, but um, they could be five thousand members big. But at, and, and you're like, wow, that's just too many. Well, it's because, and I, I, many of you heard me say this: as you get larger, you get smaller. There will be subgroups even within a larger groups, and that's where people thrive. Those. They'll they'll recognize. Oh, that's a little subgroup I want to join, and it's just a natural formation. But unless you, as the uh, founder or the leader, empower that, it doesn't. Uh, you know, big groups don't scale unless you let it scale and you let leadership form underneath the umbrella. That that is so key, and you just you you don't even have to look at Web three. You can look at everything in your life and how you've seen large group scales and what happens, you know, whether it's the soccer league, whether it's little league, whether it's the boy scout, girl scout, you know, it's just, you see tenants of, you know, you've seen good, good, good stuff and you've seen bad stuff. Right. So, yeah. So let me comment on that for a second. Um, One of the things we learned about super bosses is that they see the potential in others. And I actually believe everyone has, in this case, I think almost everyone has the potential. What I, so I've seen and I've, I've encountered several models in my life, personally and professionally. So the one is you just throw someone in the deep end. You say, just go do it. And if they have the potential, that's a good strategy. If the potential is there, sometimes the best thing to do is to say, you can do this, go do this. Do it now. Start, right? It, the safety is still has to be there. I'm not talking about like cruel. I'm not talking about humiliate. You know, I'm talking about in a in a safe environment. Um, someone says like, "Hey, you got this. Go for it. Do it now. Come on!" Like a gentle prod or push. If they don't have the potential, and it's not visible, that's the worst thing to do. That's what happens when there's a big voice a big personality, and the big personality disappears, and the minute that they leave or disappear, it's crickets. Because no one has got the skills, or no one knows what to do. There's an absolute void or a vacuum. Whereas when you actually create the means and the mechanism and the process and ease people into it, you have something that has continuity. What I'm doing here is I believe everyone has the potential to run a room or lead a room or lead a conversation. I mean, come on. It's like, you know, if you have, if you have, a, if you have a mouth and you have the ability to talk and speak words in this environment as opposed to text, of course you have the ability. Do you not lead a conversation in your life with your spouse, with your children, with your work colleagues, with a stranger? Um, of course you have that ability. Um, so how do you empower people and give them the confidence to be able to do that? So those are the two models. The one model is if you see the potential in someone, you figure out how to fast track them, how to elevate them. That does not necessarily mean throwing them in the deep end. But sometimes the throwing them in the deep end means I'm going to be away. Like next week, I will be away on Thursday. I will be away on Friday. You know, I uh, I probably probably will not um, be on on Friday. So let's assume I'm away next Thursday and Friday. Well, if this were the first time, I would be like, okay, listen, I'm going to be away. Who wants to Who wants to take the reins, right? That's the deep end. That's a different version of throwing someone in the deep end. That's asking if you'd like to jump in the deep end, more volunteering. You're not being pushed. You're willingly jumping in. And that's what I've done. Right, so that's what we did. So next Thursday and Friday, I don't even feel at this moment that I need to. All I need to do is tell people that I'm not going to be here. I don't even have to say who wants to jump in, who wants to volunteer. 
I, I came back now and I said, did, did we keep this thing going? And you said, yes, every day. Someone was here or jumped in, you know, didn't have to be a full hour. That's okay. But that was amazing. And that's what you want. I mean, I'm in, a, I'm in a frame of mind and a time of my life now where the word legacy is being discussed a lot. What would my mother have wanted? You know, what is her legacy? What will my legacy be? How will I be remembered? How will she be remembered? How will we be remembered? Is that important? I think it is and it isn't. It isn't if, you know, in the ego sense, it is to be able to say we made a difference. How does, how does a person live on forever? They live on forever through their children, their grandchildren, but also through their ideas, their reputation, um, and, and, and their projects, right? Their building, right? We talk about being builders in Web3. Well, hopefully you build something that doesn't evaporate when you do. So a lot of my thinking now is about my mom and her, not just my mom, but she was a coin dealer. You know, there is legacy in the fact that when my dad tragically died, his coin shop, City Coins, she took it over. And now that she has passed, there's a a shop called City Coins. What becomes of it? That's something to think about. Should anything come of it? Maybe, maybe not. Um, but what if, it, what if it lives on? Not just lives on, but lives on with the same values, principles, beliefs um, that, that made up her secret source, her DNA, you know, her um, unique selling proposition. These are all things we have to think about. You know, the difference with even when I think about everything that I'm doing now, Alpha Collective, etc., is, is I would be fine if I left Alpha Collective after a day, a month, a year, two years. You know, I, I, I don't think me being part of Alpha Collective is as much the legacy as, the, as Alpha Collective, as the ability to have built, to, built something too lost. You know, built something to that that helped people where people actually learn to help themselves that's the goal so you know in 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 many respects you know this idea of and thank you bez for this concept of being a super boss you know whether whether i'm intending to or not um the the lesson here is is legacy it's continuity it's momentum it's again we is greater than me um, it's I don't have to be the smartest room in a uh, smartest person in the room anymore. It's a beautiful thing. It's actually quite liberating. So to all the big voices and big personalities out there, your life will be so much more relaxed and chilled and meaningful and fulfilled when you don't have to work so hard to be to know that you're valued. That's the best way to say when you when you don't have to work so hard to know that you're valued because you just are. Well, we got Shadows Pub up here. What say you? Yeah, I was noticing your comment earlier about when the big voice disappears and it just becomes crickets. Sometimes we have to pay attention to the people with very little voice and see what value they can bring to the table. I've had that on a few occasions and have successfully been able to kind of tweak it out, bring it out. They've got things to say. They just don't jump in. You know, Shadows Pub, you are so right. Um, I've been in rooms that I've started. I've been in rooms that I've just participated. And, um, you know, you know, people have things to say, but you know what? They're scared to, like you said, you got to tweak it out. You got to encourage them to come up and say stuff. And, and in the early days of Clubhouse, I met many people like that. In fact, I was one, even though I'm a, uh, you know, pretty extroverted person. I'm like, damn, you know, I, 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 I got to say stuff, you know, and maybe be ridiculed. Uh, I mean, we all have a some, certain degree of fear or we want to be liked or loved, like Paul was saying. But um, 
I, I learned that that's a muscle that has to be developed. And I have seen some very introverted people who've been encouraged, who've been in a safe space. And now when I walk into a room, they're holding court. But you are 100% right. There's a lot of people out there that um, just don't feel comfortable coming up. And it's it's that muscle. you got to develop it and or encourage it. So, yeah, I, that resonates with me. Definitely, Shadows Pub. Did, did you hear the uh, crickets? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's listen, I, I had to learn and I'm still learning when I'm rambling on about myself to actually stop for a second and go, and how are you? What's going on in your life? How's business with you? And never, you know, I've always been um, somewhat self-absorbed. I mean, that's kind of just, you know, I, I, I live a very weird life. Uh, like my my existence has always been this idea that, that, you know, and I'm not saying today, but I'm saying historically, which is if I die, the world dies with me, which is, which is not to say like how full of myself I am and that I think the world revolves around me, but I have this belief that, it, that in some respects I had, again, it's not today, but like, like the Truman Show, that this is all my own reality. This is all a, you know, everything, you know, like, Everything is, I mean, if you think, is it existential? I don't know if that's the right word, but it's this idea that everything is 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 like a, a drama, a comedy, a, a game show, and I'm the main contestant. And, and I've had to like learn and teach myself and be taught, um, you know, how to, again, dial down the intensity. And, you know, and the show has helped tremendously the collective cafe has become in a way like sometimes a little frustrating for me because like I was like, come on, come on up, come on up, you know, like don't, don't, don't leave me hanging people. But I know that, that my role Monday through Wednesday in particular is to be that person for now. Thursday, as long as I'm leading the book, yes, but otherwise no. And Friday, this is like, this is like therapy for me to have you up here, Shadows Pub and Bears, and it's fantastic. You know, Praxim added so much value. Today was, today was the Paul and Joe show before Bears, you know, ruined it all for us. Kidding. Um, but, yeah, this is great. And, and, and the most important thing is that today's conversation does not happen without Praxim. It does not happen without Bears. It does not happen without Shadows Pub. Every single thing you said, and quite frankly, everything that was typed in the back chat, added to and created this particular conversation. There is no way, no way, zero probability that I could have had this conversation without you. And no way it would have been this good. And that's the thing. It it sounded kind of funny talking to yourself having that conversation. Yeah. (laughs) And by the way, you have to learn how to do that too. Uh, you're only you, you, you're only twisted when you start actually having a conversation with yourself. <laughs> Talking to yourself is fine; just don't respond. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I'm still waiting for. We still have not had one collective cafe when no one has shown up for the entire session. Uh, part of me wants that to be like, can I actually? I used to. I used to do a podcast where I would just talk to the wall. You know, and and so I'm comfortable being by myself. I always have been. You know, the they they told me, you know, when in uh, I guess in South Africa we call it nursery school. So here would be kindergarten. Um, you know, when my dad died, uh, I uh, they all nicknamed me old man because I had the weight of the world on my shoulders. They said I wouldn't play outside. Uh, wouldn't play with others i just stayed inside by myself it's sad you know i was just sad i mean i was not like look at me so sad but you know but i was sad you know i was sad for what happened as at four years old so i just stayed indoors just by myself i guess i was talking to myself i don't remember but um yeah you gotta you gotta be comfortable but it's but it's Never going to be as good as this, Shadows Pub. Never. How could it be? 
You know, we're, we're in a coffee shop right now and we're living the coffee shop. I'm actually drinking coffee right now and, and we're having an amazing conversation. I am richer for this conversation and for No Agenda Friday. My life is better because of today. There's no question. 1,000%. Hey, I just want to say, um, you know, that thing with Sidney Finkelstein um, has been very meaningful to me because it's brought the book to life. Um, And I'm excited for the book Praxum is introducing um, because it's sort of like, hey, it gives a different take on that. And, um, okay, so you said something yesterday like we're talking about super bosses, but it was um, the opposite of, or or maybe the inverse is super employees, right? Super right? employees. Yeah. So, anyways, I I thought, you know what? Maybe that's another research project that we can suggest that he does or he collaborates with somebody. I mean, think about this: super bosses fits in well with employee engagement from a Gallup perspective, right? And there should be some type of collaboration or another book written around that. Yeah. Just my two cents. I, I agree. And as we wrap so, up, um, by the way, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to change the POEP thing. And uh, what I'm going to do is today's POEP will go live um, at 8.55 – Sorry, 7.55 on Monday. So I'm going to try this and try and be consistent with it, um, which is the POAP from each day will go live the next Collective Cafe from 8.55 to like 9.10. And so what that's going to do, uh, I thought... You, you mean 7.55 to Yeah, 9, I keep 10? saying 8. I'm sorry. 7.55. 7.55. So five minutes before we start to 10 minutes after, a 15-minute window. Um, and the reason I'm going to do that is as people start to, I just, we have to create like consistency and routine. And that's going to mean that people that are now listening online or, or on demand, shall we say, um, they now know when they can get their POAP and they have 24 hours at least advance notice. So these are people that are saying, I choose I can't listen live, but of course, at 7.55, I'm around. You know, I might be on the train. I might be in the car. I might be running around. I just don't have the ability to listen, but I do have the ability to, you know, punch in a secret word. Um, Today's uh, secret word is going to be no agenda. And uh, on Monday at 7.55 to 8.10, um, you will be able to get two days POAP, Friday, February 3rd, on Monday, February 4, 5, 6. Um, the last thing I'm just going to say before I wish you all a magnificent weekend. Can I can I make one comment about super bosses and super employees? Uh, you absolutely can. If you've read the book, The Four Agreements, the principle is that what you put out in the world is reflected back at you. So if super bosses are putting out into the world their superpowers, they should be getting super employees reflecting back to them. That's one shouldn't be without beautiful the build. other. Uh, Shadows Pub, you now have a you now have an assignment, which is uh, which is the easy assignment is put the link to the book in the cafe chat. Uh, the harder assignment, but is let's see who the author is and let's see if we can get them on as well. Every time you Don re- every time you guys recommend a book. Um, you can feel free to reach out to them. I will too. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and reach out to the author. This is this is my this is how I can be of service to all of you. Every book that you've ever loved or inspired you, my goal is to get that author onto the show and into the Collective Cafe. I, I want to leave you with one thought, which is I would hope, my hope, my wish always, not just that every single one of you, but also someone like Sidney Finkelstein, that he comes away from the show experience and coming into the Collective Cafe feeling, I learned, I gained the kind of feedback, the inspiration, ideas for my next book, um, nuggets, original thinking, 
questions that have never been asked before. To me, that makes me fulfilled is to know that that we were able to add value, that this wasn't just a rote yet another interview where we're looking at this so linearly, which is how many books did I sell? How many books did I sell? How many books did I sell? But more like, did I learn? Did I grow? You know, remember what Joe Pine said on my show, the author of The Experience Economy. This isn't about time well saved. This is about time well spent. That is the ability to create memories. That is the definition of experience. This time was time well spent as opposed to time well saved. We talk about better, cheaper, faster. Um, it's a quality it's focus on the better as opposed to the cheaper or even the faster. Um, so have an amazing weekend, everyone. Um, and uh, what a great, great week. This has been you know, chicken soup for the soul. This has been therapy for me. Um, you know, just the ability to talk to people that I care about, that I love, that I respect, um, about things that are important. You know, not all this rubbish happening on Twitter right now because it's just rubbish. Um, but actually, you know, like stuff that is meaning, uh, stuff that is valuable, and stuff that has substance. So take care, everyone. Have an amazing weekend, and I will see you on Monday. Remember, 755 And the key word, the secret word is no agenda. Bye, everyone. Goodbye. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.